0: The Cook Government has announced a massive $72.6 million investment to help stop family and domestic violence here in WA. Informed by discussions of the Family and Domestic Violence Task Force, the significant funding boost will go towards programs that support victim survivors, intervene with perpetrators and work towards stopping violence before it starts. And to talk more, Family and Domestic Violence Minister Sabine Winton Joins us now. Hello, Sabine.
1: Hi, Jess. How are you?
0: Yeah, pretty good. Now, where will most of this investment be going to? Uh, yes,
1: that's right. Uh, um, uh, the premiere uh, last Tuesday, as part of the 16 Days campaign. Your listeners might know the 16 Days EWA campaign is an annual campaign to raise the awareness for families domestic violence and uh, raise, raise the awareness, not just in, amongst the public, but just so that, um women and children know of the supports that are available. And, of course, on last Tuesday, the Premier announced that there's a significant uplifting investment of over $72 million. Um, a significant proportion of that money, uh, particularly, is going to be focusing on price prevention and early intervention. Um, and it really amounting to a fivefold increase on the current investment we've got. Um, importantly, also, um, investing into expand $6 million worth of perpetrator uh, interventions because we know, um, and particularly in the regional WA as well, because we know we need to support men's behaviour change programs so that they can break the cycle of, of violence. And um, I was just going to say, Jeff, to um, this year's theme is play your part, and it's really important that the entire community, no matter where they are, um, whether you're in a sport club, whether you're at your local um, shopping centre or in your workplace, that everybody thinks really, thinks deeply about family domestic violence and, and, and what part they can play to change what is just
0: unacceptable in the community. Yeah, now, also understand there's going to be an education program as part of this package.
1: That's right. Now, we've already had uh, a, a significant amount of uh, investment at uh, the Cook government into primary prevention, which is very much around respectful relationships, uh, supporting schools to, ha- to have programs in place for our young people, teaching them to uh, have respectful relationships, call out um, sexist and, and other uh, unacceptable behaviour and we are investing even more by in, you know, increasing those programs so that they can be rolled out even more and importantly also rolled out into various sporting clubs as well so that we can make sure that not only are these places safe places for young people to be but to also to teach young people how to be respectful with each other mm.
0: Now, the closure of Rua's safe night space there in East Perth. Now, what measures can the State Government use to, to fill the gap created by this closure?
1: Look, Jeff, it's 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 really... It's, it's, it's been heartbreaking. Um, but for many people, um, for Rua, um, for the State Government um, and me, you know, in the middle of 16 days, where we're asking everyone to play their part, it's it's quite inconceivable why the city of Perth and the Lord Mayor would not accept the $3.1 million that's on the table by the state government to keep that uh, much, much used um, safe night space in East Perth open. Now, you know, uh, those women will continue to now be supported through RUA and the Department of Communities through the Rough Sleeper Coordination Group and try to hook them up with other community services, funds through the Department of Communities. But I was interesting at the um, annual march this morning in the city, I was speaking to um, Donna from Rua, and she's it's just, it's just heartbroken. She gave an example. You know, in the last couple of days, there were three women that ended up at Royal Perth Hospital uh, through acts of violence against them because they did not have that facility to be able to use. And it's standing empty. Um, I don't know why Why the city of Perth wouldn't just give the keys back to Rua and open it tonight because we know it's such an important service uh, for those women. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, Sabine, it's often said people, that the government should tighten up laws around perpetrators of violence. So what steps are, is the government taking in that way?
1: Yeah, Jeff, it's a really, really important part of... part of, um, ..if we're going to ever stop family domestic violence, we need men to be better men. And that, like I said before, starts with our primary prevention program, teaching young young boys to be, grow up to be good men. It's also supporting perpetrators who want to change their ways, and that's really important because many of them don't want to be, um, you know... Uh, uh, inflicting violence on their families but uh, we also need to be strong in holding perpetrators to account and you might have noticed recently the Attorney General announced some tougher laws, uh, law reforms around our GPS tracking to make sure that uh, those perpetrators will be held to account if they you know, continue to, to, to uh, flout the laws um, and importantly the uh, Police ministers tightening, tightening laws around firearms want to get those out, but it's really important too that we also hold perpetrators to account. Uh, those that are, you know, flouting the restraining orders or breaking off um, those ankle bracelets to protect women, um, they need they need to be held to account, and those those tougher laws that the Attorney General announced will help us to do that.
0: Mm. Now, we're moving into the, the Christmas period and well, WA police force figures will show a a steep rise in reported family violence during the Christmas holiday period. Well, what steps are you taking this year? Can you tell us?
1: Yeah, Jeff, well, look, we know, and I uh, often talk to the police minister. In fact, I was with the police minister in June, like, earlier today. We know that during this period, Uh, during the Christmas period into the new year we do see a spike in violence related um, acts and particularly around family domestic violence. Families are getting together you know it can create problems there's an increased use of alcohol and other substances and so for for many for many women and children that is a, a really critical time where we need to keep them safe so um, this morning I was in Joondalup announcing um, some more specialist family um, support workers will be placed with the family domestic violence response teams that we have in each of the police districts. Now, if I can just explain them a little bit more for you. Um, the family domestic violence response teams are made up of police Um Department of Communities workforce, including Child Protection and other service providers, all working together in the same room and what happens, Jeff, is each day when the police reports come in around um, uh, you know a call out that the police have made um, that information comes back into that unit um, and those people within that unit then do that follow up and these 14 new Um, workers who will be part of that team means that they will be able to make contact with those families, really intervene early and provide them with the supports. Importantly, the support that those women and children need to do important safety planning. Because we know after a police call out, that doesn't mean that, uh, the danger is over, over, over for the woman often. Perpetrator is still living with that family, um, and so we need to make sure that the supports are provided to those women and children to keep them safe, and um, particularly over this Christmas period, which is going to be challenging for, for many, many families.
0: Yeah. Okay, Sabine, thank you very much for joining us today here on Noongar Radio to talk about some of the steps that the the state government is making to help stop family and domestic violence. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, can I just can I just yeah. uh, just finish with one thing that's really, really, that really, I think probably the most important bit, and I, and I hope your, your your listeners would be interested in this. A key part of the task force work is to set up a lived-experienced entity or advisory group. Um, in the last few months, it, it's really, really been highlighted by those courageous women who've lost family members and loved ones that government. And service providers could do much better to listening to the voices of lived experience because they they live this mm. and breathe this every day, and so that's a really really important thing that's now happening out out of that process. And we've actually um, uh, contracted to uh, to service providers or consultants to actually now go right through at the state calling on people with lived experience to make contact with them, to talk about how such a group would look and how it would work in making sure that the voices of those with lived yeah. experiences and those, those that are impacted the most um, get heard by government.
0: Yeah. Okay, Sabina, so how, how would people get in contact with you or at least uh, to get put their name on, on that list there?
1: Now, um, the name of the... Sorry, I'm just trying to find yeah. the name of the two consultants. Um, look, yeah, so, look, it is... Look, what I might do, Jeff, I'll send you the details and you might yeah. be able to actually put yeah. that on, on, on your on your Facebook and website. But it's been the contact's been awarded to Keobay Bay and to Cobac Consultants and I know they're going about now reaching out in community and setting up meetings to talk to people.
0: Yeah, We'll look forward to you sending me that info there and we'll put it out to the community so they can have it read on our Facebook page. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining That'd us be today, great. Sabine. Uh,
1: that's all right. And look, I know you can't play my song right now, mm. but for some future point, can you put uh, uh, Six Ray Crossing by the Wrumpy band on your list to play for me?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll put that on right. a little bit later. Yeah. All right, Sabine. Have a good afternoon. Thanks, yes.
1: Okay. Hi. Uh, Bye. good afternoon to you yeah. and your listeners. Okay.
0: Bye. Bye. And if that that interview there has raised concerns with you or if you want to f- find some help on the phone there you can call the Women's Domestic Violence Helpline 1800 007 339 or Men's Domestic Violence Helpline 1800 000 599 or the National Helpline 1800RESPECT 1800 737 732.